the Big Bets on Campus podcast. 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 All right, here we go. Spreading the court. Ten seconds remaining. They just got to throw it under the basket. Under the basket. It's the truth for the win. Gone. Oh, they did it. A miracle. Hutchins. Double water. Hit that one from the parking lot. And welcome in to the Big Bets on Campus podcast. This is the Three Man Weave presented by Action Network, all brought to you by BetMGM. I am your host, Matthew Cox, hosting today. Jim Root, Kai McKeon, joining me per usual through the Zoom machine. Kai adorned in some relatively, uh, yes. I would say, stale Christmas attire. It is December well, 27th. We want to put those away. I don't like being the podcast that still talks about Christmas festivities well after it's passed. But how are you today, sir? Matt, doing well. Big bets on campus, of course, is the name of this podcast. And I am uh, like so many people that leave their tree up. I'm ready to keep my Christmas spirit going through the new year. That's just how I roll, baby. I'm excited okay. to talk games. Let's do it. Yeah, I'm a Christmas uh, lights guy Jim- as long as you want them. Love having Christmas lights up and, and just kind of make my room feel a little more festive. So I'm going to keep mine up for a while. More of a holiday light. And thank you, Kai, for um, inserting those important plug of this podcast. Yes, it's the Big Bets <laughs> on Campus show. That's the name of this pr- presentation. Uh, the outline structure is the standard. Um, we'll hit our six pack of sections. And if you've been with us before, you know, we start off with the live dog of the week. Uh, where's my dog? Uh-huh. There's my dog. Where's my dog? Uh-huh. There's my dog. Last week. Um, interesting. I'd say overall, pretty decent effort from the boys. Mm-hmm. Um, we nailed Cornell. Brian Earl is an absolute wizard. If you guys have not seen Cornell play, I swear it has the talent of a middle school team, but man, they are fun to watch and they execute and they make shots. They knocked off Colgate. So uh, very uh, well done by us, but Butler, mm, Southern Miss, eh. and then Chattanooga yeah. against Mike White. Gross. Just a lot of collapses, but they had that game one, man. I don't know what had it happened on the stretch there. Frustrating. And then, and then didn't cover either. So uh, yeah, double whammy for those who backed both the money line and the spread, but uh, hey, more opportunities this week as we come out of the Christmas break to uh, hit some Moneyline dogs. Going to focus on the Wednesday slate recording here on Tuesday. Again, a lot of conference play starting up, and we have some interesting lines where they fall within like the six to nine point range. Um, typically, you have two pretty competent teams, and I think that in some cases, home court might just be a little bit overpriced, or the team that's at home might just be overvalued. Um, and there's two that I'm looking to target right here, and I'll just get selfish right off the bat. You guys feel free to pepper up any others that you found as you skim the schedule. Um, Tennessee's going to Ole Miss, and Wichita's going to UCF on Wednesday. Those lines currently actually are posted at, at uh, DraftKings um, or redacted, a book not to be named. Um, but eight and a half and seven are those numbers currently. Jim, seven at uh, UCF and eight and a half at Ole Miss feel way too high for both home dogs. Your thoughts? Yeah, I, the Ole Miss one definitely intrigues me from a spread perspective. Hmm. I don't think I'm going to get there on outright. I don't think Ole Miss is very good right now. Uh, they got Deshaun Ruffin back, but he is nowhere near himself. He, he's actually been more efficient this year, Kai, but I like watching the eye test, he just doesn't have the same kind of explosion. After every game, they ask him how he's doing, and he's like, well, better than last week. He, he never says yeah. I'm 100%. He never says I'm feeling great. He just says better than last week. And so I think that kind of limits their shot creation. They're starting to, or they're trying to figure out their front court rotation. 
Doesn't seem like Akwuba has worked out the transfer from Louisiana, but I think they compete there against Tennessee, who mm. may or may not have Josiah Jordan James. They've been playing patsies the last couple of weeks here or last week or so. This is a big step up in competition in a conference game. Eight and a half feels too high, but I won't go outright on that one. Yeah, uh, Mississippi has had success against Tennessee. They, they beat him in 2021, Kermit Davis. Why not? Uh, but Tennessee scares me. Currently, they have the best adjusted defensive efficiency in Kempom's history right now. In the last 21 years, they are an octave above everybody else right now this season. Then it's Houston. Then it's the rest of the pack. Uh, that scares me, especially for an Ole Miss team that can struggle to score. They lost outright to North Alabama. That's Ew. tough. Yeah. Now, maybe maybe you could say this is a perfect time to back Ole Miss, right? They're bouncing back first conference game. It's at home against an arguable, or arguably the favorite in the conference, Matt. So on the number, I, I will consider Ole Miss here. Wichita, not so much. I like them better at home. UCF, I respect them a lot. I'll add to the Ole Miss analysis that while I think Ole Miss is a little bit in disarray and Tennessee looks like a mini juggernaut right now, uh, Kermit's kind of had Rick Barnes's number uh, one beat them at home two years ago, took them to overtime last year in Knoxville. That was a worse version of an Ole Miss team than what we see this year. Just schematically, you think that the mixing defenses that Kermit sometimes uses is a good uh, a good counter to Tennessee's Rick sort of Barnes antiquated offense. Zone. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, there's a time, Jim, I remember where I backed Rick Barnes against Oregon State zone in a tournament not so long ago, and that flamed out famously. So, yeah, I kind of should use that as a precedent to maybe hammer Landshark here. I won't, though. I'm too scared. And uh, same with Wichita. I'm not going to bet it because Craig Porter being out does uh, does potentially bother me. Uh, quick hitter for another uh, a couple more on Wednesday. The New Mexico twofer. New Mexico State's hosting Southern Utah to kick off conference action there in the WAC. Mm-hmm. And New Mexico is hosting Colorado State to kick off Mountain West action. Those lines are going to sit roughly at seven and nine points, respectively, depending on how the market opens and where the early money comes in. I just thought both were pretty high. Um, I'm probably not going to bet Southern Utah and Colorado State money line, but I think they're probably good looks on the number. Any thoughts on those two, gentlemen? Yeah, would agree yeah, on the number, yeah. especially. I really like Colorado State eight and a half. Mm-hmm. I think they're just undervalued in the market because of not having Isaiah Stevens for a while, and then they had the the huge egg lay at Colorado where they looked terrible Horrible. with them, and that deflated their value. And while I respect New Mexico, I respect the pit. I think this New Mexico team's actually really good. I'm going to give them a little bit of a plug later hint in the spotlight mm. section but i do think eight and a half is too many mm. i think colorado state can hang around there kai and, and compete and keep that one close i do too i like colorado state i will take them for the show for money line special uh, i love new mexico one of my favorite teams to watch this season uh i, I think though if you're looking at it from a value perspective you're getting an ultimate buy low on colorado, colorado yes. state you're getting an ultimate sell high on new mexico these teams are probably close to their peaks I mean, you could argue New Mexico still has room to grow, uh, but I think they're pretty close that way, and that's the perfect time to pounce. Certainly a plus eight and a half, plus eight, whatever the market ends up being in this game. So in Utah, they have the talent to beat New Mexico State, but that squad's really good, and especially at home and in the whack. They don't lose many games in this conference. I'd probably stay away from that one. There's there's personnel potential limitations there for New Mexico State. Dejuan mm-hmm. Gordon, sure. this last game uh, in the little Sun Bowl Invitational they played pre-Christmas. And then Anthony Roy, Matt, has still been out for a while, and he's kind of an important shooter for a team that doesn't have a ton of it. So here's the uh, Anthony Roy thing, not to go on a really nitty-gritty tangent here, Jim, but apparently he is on probation, so he can only play in home games. So he'll actually be playing oh, okay. in this. Yeah, I think he has <laughs> uh, some charge outstanding. Just another 
notch on the New Mexico State. What in the world is that program doing? Belt. Yes. Um, so I believe he's going to actually play here. Yeah, just a lights out shooter. And the fans think he's like worth 10 points. Can he not leave the state at all? Or can he not play in road games? Right. Just like like if you're in, I mean, I've never been on probation myself, but let's say I committed a, you know, a felony of sorts. You're on probation. Uh, I picture Ocean's Eleven, Kai, when when, Mm -hmm. when Danny Ocean calls his probation officer and so that's Mr. Rory. I, I think he will be playing in this game. Okay, that's um, good. That's important. So good. Glad we hashed it out. Uh, hey, Thursday, quick two-hitter. Georgetown going to DePaul for a little Big East action. Um, mm-hmm. And Rice goes to Western Kentucky in a Conference USA showdown. Both of these are going to hover around six, according to the Ken Palm sneak ahead, uh, sneak peek, look ahead lines. I am a glutton if I actually bet Georgetown. Um but DePaul as a favorite doesn't really feel like the right side either. And I think Rice is an absolute home run bet against Western Kentucky. So yeah. my only bet of the section so far for a uh, – just to kind of tease it here is Rice as a money line bet against uh, the tops. Kai, thoughts on those two? Taking Rice also. Uh, I, I will definitely be on them as a dog because Western Kentucky continues to prove they're a terrible favorite. Rick Sandsbury just favorite. can't even win games outright as a favorite. It's nuts. Uh, lost to Louisville, lost to – what was that? Uh, the team they just lost to. Help me out. South Carolina. South, South Carolina. Carolina. Come on, guys. The two worst power conferences with apologies to Cal. They, they would of, certainly lose to Cal. They'd find a way. Yes. And speaking of power conferences, Georgetown has two chances to win a game in the Big East this year. It's this – one at DePaul tomorrow, and it's and it's uh when they host DePaul later on. I think they're going to get one of these games. This could be it. They have the talent to beat them. Yorane is still not really himself working back in the lineup. On Genda, I think, is still out. Good spot to back Georgetown with caution. It is Pat Ewing, after all. Yeah, I'm going to be a sicko and take Georgetown as well. Yep. I'm also going to join you on Rice, Matthew. I, I think they're both very good spots here georgetown i mean like it's like hard to recommend that because they could just lose by 20 and you feel stupid because you're like wait a second mm-hmm. they're still georgetown why did i put any right. of my hard-earned dollars on them uh but kai you mentioned an a is definitely not himself and there's a chance it's a chance we get kayla murphy debuting for depaul and i think he's going to shoot great. them out of some games because he's going <laughs> to yes. take 15 to 18 footers with his heels on the three-point line that brick 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 georgetown at least has a talent level to play up when they're hopefully motivated by the chance of getting an actual win. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just a reminder. Um, I know it feels like decades ago, Georgetown was up 60 to 53 with 10 minutes remaining at, at Connecticut, yeah. which looks like the best team um, in like 20 years in basketball. I mean, that's hyperbole, <laughs> but they have looked completely dominant. So just another evidence of Georgetown's whack-a-mole nature. Uh, I'm with you though. I, I think t- town's a good bet. I'm not going to take them on the money line. Hey, Kai, Jim, you guys had some others identified. Jim, to you first. I looked at these. I liked them. I didn't love them. Yeah, there's there's them. a lot of candidates because there's a lot of games Wednesday, and especially Thursday. There's almost 100 line games, Ugh. and they're conference games, so we're getting down to like shorter spreads, more on money line underdog opportunities. I'm going to take Duquesne plus eight at Dayton. Uh, that's the Ken Palm line. We don't have an official line yet. Uh, we don't know Tevin Brewer's status on Duquesne's side, and I think Malachi Smith and Kobe Elvis will still be out for Dayton. I just kind of think maybe there's a chance Duquesne makes a statement to start league play. It says, we're here, we're legitimate. Dayton hasn't beaten anyone really good this year. Uh, Duquesne has a, has a shot there on the road, plus eight. I thought about UC Davis at Hawaii, potential letdown for Hawaii after the Diamond Head, and possibly Tulane at Cincinnati, but I'm going to stay off those two. Kai. Those are just ones I considered but didn't quite take. Yep, I was looking at getting extra frisky and going Vermont plus 13 at Miami, Florida. Uh, Laranega, familiar with Vermont, of course. And then Georgia State is at home 
Interesting angle here. I like plus seven home dog against James Madison, a team that looked fantastic in the non-con first Sunbelt bout here. Georgia state has been a program that's been at the top of the league for many years. I think they're pretty up for this game. I think they could, they can win this game outright. Not official for me, but some interesting ones I'm looking at. Yeah, Georgia State getting healthier, and then James Madison just lost in double OT to Coppin State. I know that was kind of a weird midday game, and uh, you know you could argue the circumstances played into the letdown for James Madison, but it's another evidence that James Madison is not this unassailable rocket ship. I think they are flawed, and Georgia State's got plenty of talent, and um, it could be a good buy low. That that might be one I'll add. Fine, I'm adding that one. Okay, Georgia James State Madison, and Rice are my official place. Just... When when James Madison wins, they win by fifty million, right? yeah. and, and it like really you feel dumb when you're against them, and they look superhuman. But they have some shaky efforts here and there, right? You don't lose more money because your your bet loses by more points. So that that is part of like the mental uh, fear that it, <laughs> right. that comes with fading James Madison. Uh, quick recap, Jimbo, you got three on the docks before we move on to Blowout City. Yep, I'm going with Georgetown, Rice, and Duquesne. Those are my three official locked in for the show wagers, Kai. I'm going Georgetown, Colorado State, and Rice as well. Rice and Georgia State are my twofer. And that concludes the live dog of the week up to section two, Blowout City. Fire in the hole! It's not even worth discussing this section. I think we just need to punish ourselves, um, take a few lashings, laugh, and then move on to the next section because we did endorse Iowa against eastern what illinois the hell happened historic i think that historic. will go down as one of the worst tastes the worst takes and old takes exposed ever in podcasting history of any sport of any politic economy whatever you want to call it it's just an outrageously terrible take we're sorry if anyone actually laid the points with iowa <laughs> i did the I lost only money. time in the last 16 years they haven't covered or sorry in the last 16 attempts that they haven't covered in that scenario is huge hmm. favorite non-conference november december they're 15 and other last 15 and then suddenly they lose outright makes no sense as as the biggest home favorite ever, or excuse me, biggest favorite ever to lose outright is since sports betting started tracking it. Plus th- or, or minus thirty-one, I think it was. Insane. And the other one we endorsed um Kentucky, which was like up seven late against Florida AM, who's awful too. Doesn't Kentucky says, you know, your John Calpari should send a Christmas gift to Fran McCaffrey for disguising what was another disgusting effort in Lexington. I think the sky is falling for those of the who are wow. high, who are deeply embedded in Big Blue Nation. Yeah, I don't quite see it as the same doomsday Armageddon, but the locals are not happy with the way that's going right now. Um, so with the uh, our confidence oozing here, Albany at Virginia on Wednesday and Central Arkansas at TCU, they both seem good, too good to be true. Um, I don't know. E- either plays for mm-hmm. either of you two. I bet Virginia smashes Albany. I, I probably buy a, that. Albany is a disaster. I, I kind of agree with that. They're it's also a the type slow of team, crockpot. They're also the type of team that will get blown out, and Virginia is better in every aspect. I think it'll be a crockpot, Matthew, yes. I, like by 30, 30, 35 points. Yeah, you might, oh, they're only up 12 at halftime, yep. but they just methodically rip them apart. And there's a chance they also get up by 30 right away, but I think the yeah. more likely scenario is, like you said, crockpot takes a little while, but Albany is really bad. Um, I have no profound take on no profound takes on Central Arkansas at TCU. I the Bears are big ish, but you're not bigger than TCU, so that could be a disaster as well. Uh, Thursday, any thoughts on what's kind of a fun little scheduling quirk here? The Big Ten is uh, the Big Ten swag. Three different matchups: Ohio State hosting Alabama A and M, Purdue is hosting Florida A and M, who just gave Kentucky a little scare. I think 
Purdue smashes Florida A&M. And then Illinois. If Zach Eady plays, they will. Zach plays. Right, that's a runaway. And then Illinois hosting Bethune-Cookman, the highly talented Wildcats of Daytona, who have been wildly disappointing this season. So um, speaking of wildly disappointing lately, Illinois. Um, All that is to say, no bets for me in any of those three games, but three options if you're looking to lay large favorites coming out of Christmas break. I I think the Eady one, if he's in there, I think they just demolish Florida A&M. There's a chance that maybe I would add Penn State over Delaware State here as well. I just think these road teams that are ready for conference play, they're sick of the long schedules that they've, especially the SWAC and MEAC teams where they're just by game, by game, by game, travel, travel, travel. There's probably a little bit of a a quit factor to them coming up here. Yeah, there's one I almost included here. Ryder heads to Georgia uh, for the first of three games in five days, the latter two of which are conference games. Mm -hmm. But Georgia as a large favorite is just, you know, Mike White hasn't beaten any team. Um, decidedly this year, so did not make the cut. Hey, uh, we should probably pour it out. This might be the last week we do the blowout city section as conference play limits the opportunity to have these massive spreads, but uh, we'll try and pick and find a few more going forward here. Before we move on to the power game of the week, a quick message from our dear buddy and pal, Mr. Stuckey. As a reminder, the Big Bets on Campus podcast is proudly presented by Bet MGM. So kick off the new pro football season with the king of sports books. Sign up with BetMGM using bonus code ACTION200 and your first wager is risk-free up to $1,000. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Arizona, Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Kansas, Louisiana, Michigan, Mississippi, Nevada, New Jersey, New York, Pennsylvania, Puerto Rico, Tennessee, Virginia, Washington, D.C., West Virginia, Wyoming, or Ontario only. Must be 21 years or older to wager, 19 or older in Ontario. New customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Excludes Michigan disassociated persons. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona, 1-800-522-4700 in Colorado, D.C., Kansas, Louisiana, Nevada, Wyoming, or Virginia, 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan, 1-800-GAMBLER in Indiana, Maryland, New Jersey, or West Virginia, 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa, 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY in New York, call or text the Tennessee red line at 800-889-9789 or 1-888-777-9696 in Mississippi. In Ontario, if you have questions or concerns about your gambling or someone close to you, please contact Connects Ontario at 1-866-531-2600 to speak to an advisor free of charge. Sports betting is void in Georgia, Hawaii, Ohio, and Utah, and other states were prohibited. Promotional offers not available in Nevada and New York. And we're back with breakdown of the power games, plural, of the week. Take it, Kronk. <laughs> feel the power. Oh, I can feel it. We're talking about potentially two to three here. Again, ton of conference action heating up um, this week and weekend. We're going to do a quick spotlight on the SEC and I want to talk about two games in particular, one of which is near and dear to both of your hearts, the other of which we did talk about a little bit at the onset, but I like these both because they actually have real lines out at this juncture. Uh, Kentucky heads into <laughs> Mizzou Arena as a short, short, Kai, too short, two and a half point favorite. Yes. Or is Kentucky just bad enough that the line actually is justified? That's too short. I, I think it'll be higher, but these teams have five quality wins between them. And Mizzou has four of the best five, excuse me, three, excuse me, three of the best five. Uh, that's saying something. Kentucky really hasn't beaten anyone neutral against Michigan. That's their win. Uh, am I Ooh, nervous for Mizzou? Yeah. Right. Yes. Oscar Sheboy, Jim will have 20 rebounds. I would stake my reputation on it. He will get 20 rebounds. 
I'm just hoping the Tigers can shoot as well as they did against Illinois and show a little bit of that fire that they showed. It's going to be sold out. This game is going to be hyped for, for Columbia folks. Um, I think Mizzou can hang, but three is too short. Yeah, from a numeric perspective, like you said, this is it's surprisingly low. Although I am really low on Kentucky right now, I've been knocking them. I just don't think they have any idea what their best lineup is, how they how they play best together. I don't think they they know, and that's a problem. And Mizzou actually looks like very connected. That the performance mm-hmm. against Illinois was like even with Mosley not being a part of it, the chemistry really popped off the the floor there. And it helps when you hit shots early; everything kind of goes well when you do that. But uh, I was impressed. I, I think Mizzou wins this game from a gut sense, uh, so I'm Ooh. not going to bet. Kentucky uh, because of the number, but I do fear. I, I think maybe the best bet on the board is like you said, Oscar Shibway. If you find an over on rebounds <laughs> for him, I, I don't understand how he doesn't get at least 16, 20 is very likely. That's the, that's the fear if you're Mizzou here. If you think Kentucky stinks and Mizzou is going to repeat the Illinois performance, I think the over is a phenomenal bet. Uh, Jim, you mentioned this. There's no off switch to Mizzou when they get into um lopsided games they're not they're never walking the ball up <laughs> no they're up 25 they're looking to run down and take a quick shot like first open look so yeah points could be um in high abundance there i guess we talked about tennessee Ole miss so i don't want to belabor that anymore maybe we can hit a what's which of the three intrigue you kai of the alabama mississippi state arkansas lsu florida auburn to mm-hmm. me pig suey at lsu a, a line that i think will be higher than most people expect but i think justifiably high given how um, I guess non-threatening LSU has been so far this season. Yeah, I'm not worried about that game, so it doesn't intrigue me. Uh, Alabama Miss State will be the best game. Yep. But Florida at Auburn is the one I'm most interested in because Florida's in desperate need of a win. They need a quality win. Their resume is not good right now. They did, they failed to take care of business in the non-con. They failed to get any wins. Auburn has looked okay this season. Uh, I would say we're skeptical of them, but they are at home. And home Auburn is a different beast than away Auburn. Uh, if Florida can pull a win at Auburn, it's a huge feather in their cap. It's a huge statement. If Auburn wins this game, takes care of business, they seem to be on track for potentially a top five seed once again. Yeah, I'm curious if Florida can handle the pressure of being in that that pressure cooker of a jungle that that Al, or that Auburn throws at you. Do they have enough ball handlers with Lofton? He's been in and out of the lineup. Bonham is a lot smaller. He could struggle with the size. And Auburn's just so elite at the rim. Florida can't really shoot. Uh, they've made some shots, but they don't take that many threes. And if you have to go inside against that Auburn team, you are going to struggle to score. Like they have the best yep. collection of shot blockers in the country, despite Walker Kessler going pro. Janai Broom, Dylan Cardwell, those guys will take things away from you. I, I kind of fear for Florida there, Matt. Um, I, the, the one I'm most excited for is probably the Tide and the Bulldogs, Alabama, Mississippi State. But mm-hmm. that could be a weird slugfest. We'll see. Yeah, I can see that game being uh, lower scoring than people think. The uh, yeah, the LSU one's interesting. Like they're on the outside looking in, bubble wise. I mean, obviously we're not even near the has bubble the discussion. The eleven and one record. It's it's yeah, they're so eleven lame. one. They're on the right side of the bubble, but they, they just... are because they're eleven yeah. and one. You're right. right. They haven't really lost any bad games. Um, I don't know how raucous that environment's going to be Christmas break um, against Pig Suey, but I looked at the numbers. LSU's home. Uh, road ATS last five years actually have not been as stark as I thought. I kind of viewed them as like an awesome home team bad on the road. It really hasn't been that 
imbalance. So I guess I would say, don't be afraid to lay the points on the road with Arkansas, which I think I will probably do. Hmm. Um, do, you, despite do you, how some, much, how much does Nick Smith's indefinite absence bother? you? I have him out uh, just as a conservative assumption. It does bother me. I worry about the depth. I've, I've kind of mentioned how I'm cautiously skeptic about how dynamic that team is without him. They just don't have the depth, especially at guard, but man, they're big up front. And I think they can um, negate KJ Williams, which to me has been like the only reliable option for LSU this year. Like all their other guys are kind of hit or miss Jekyll and Hyde. Uh, KJ Williams has been like their star and their, their engine. They can take away him. I think they'll be fine. Uh, I apologize to the Thursday slate. There were some good games, but none that juicy. Um, I think I just want to talk about these next two mid major games as we seamlessly transition to our next section of the show mid-major game of the week and we have two doozies both on thursday so you'll have to exhibit some patience until these come through florida atlantic at north texas sam houston at utah valley man florida atlantic seeing a plus next to their name um is mm-hmm. would be a wild a wild development but obviously north texas grant mccallison been the class of that league now for what feels like three seasons but this fau team is a different beast kai i think they're a top 10 team <laughs> exaggerating but they basically play like one today i just out of principle i'm gonna back them because i have to back them I haven't backed them all year i've been too late on the rating but i will be backing mm-hmm. fau in this game i'd like to i think they can match up with north texas but this north texas team is really 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 good themselves do we believe that fau is better than them this year i'm not sure i do quite yet i think people have started forgotten or, or, or sort of forgotten about north texas um, I think they start to prove why they were preseason favorites in this league, why they do so well under Grant McCaslin every single season. Uh, and I think they they take care of business here. We'll see where the spread gets. I'm very curious to see which way the market pushes this game. If the market really believes that FAU gym is 13 spots higher than them as Ken Palm has them. Yeah. I, I, I think North Texas often exposes teams like any little thing you don't do well or are poor, poorly coached on. Like if you take a little bit of a bad shot every once in a while or you turn the ball over a little bit, North Texas will bring that out of you because of how disciplined they are. But I think FAU is like mega well coached and they have a million guards. They can make shots over the top if they need to. I'm just totally enamored with this FAU team. I know that they don't have like a bunch of home run wins right now other than at Florida. They've just kind of dominated a a shaky schedule. But I think it's totally legitimate. I, I think they are an at-large caliber team, maybe not top 10, like Matthew said. Uh, but I think they are very close to the favorite in this league, as good as UAB and North Texas are. I, I think FAU kind of announces themselves here. They, they start league play with at North Texas versus UAB. So I'm, we're, we're going to know pretty soon on yep. FAU. And, man, I think we find out right away. I'm, I'm an owl guy here. Yeah, I'll be on the Hoot Hoot Owls as well. Uh, with all due respect to our guy Grant McCaslin, I just think it's their game. And Jim, good uh, good fortune for them in the scheduling. Uh, FAU, they get a whole week off and come back home to host UAB. So they could be 2-0, and sitting real good for an at-large berth, potentially, um, just after the new year. Next game, Sam Houston at Utah Valley. Sam Houston, another early mid-major. What the heck, where did that come from? Uh, Ken Palm has his plus one at Utah Valley. Another Utah Valley is a team that I think people are not privy to how good they've been obviously winning at Oregon got some people's attention, but they also won handily at BYU should have won in weight, kind of got hosed in that game late lost in overtime um, did lose at Boise pretty, pretty convincingly, but they've had some injuries early. They're now healthier. And I continue to undervalue Mark Matson every season. Like I, I lose so much money fading <laughs> this team and I just have to finally accept that they're really good. All that is to say, Kai, um, there's not been a better ATS coach in the last three years, as you highlighted uh, in one of our earlier sections with Mr. Hooten. 
Jason Hooten's awesome. Yeah. Him and Madsen both get uh, not enough respect in the market. Well, the market, I suppose, respects them. But in college basketball media circles, uh, Sam Houston has no business being as good as they are this season. But they tend to get they, they seem to get better every single year somehow, despite losing everybody from the year before. Having said that, I think this is Utah Valley's game. Uh, I think they take care of business here. A one point spread is like the best spread ever to bet on. It's fantastic. So I will probably be on the Wolverines here, TBD on what the market does. I, I bet Utah Valley ends up a favorite. Yeah, I'm I'm curious too. I haven't like dug into what I would make this yet. Um, but I like from a gut sense, I lean towards Sam Houston. Uh, I think they can kind of mm-hmm. harass the Utah Valley guards. Uh, interesting with Sam Houston is they've got the win at Utah, the win at Oklahoma. Those are like two top of the resume wins. They're 10 and 2, and their non conference strength of schedule looks gorgeous. It's 31st per Ken Palm. It's because they played four 91 teams. Instead of playing yeah. bottom of the country teams, they played non D1s, and those don't influence those numbers. Smart. Very clever gaming yep. of the system by Mr. Hooten here. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're atop the whack in Matt, the newfangled uh, Ken Palm influenced ratings for seedings. Uh, Sam Houston sits atop that measurement as well. I, I kind of like them on the road, but going to to elevation at Utah Valley is always dicey. It is, and they didn't do it last year. Um, Utah Valley came to Sam Houston, actually beat Sam Houston in their building. Uh, so I think that's something to keep an eye on. A team like Sam Houston, their first trip to the altitude, I think we'll be playing Utah Tech shortly after they have that. Oh, no, sorry, they're actually playing New Mexico State um, 48 hours later. Wow, add that to the schedule. That's a tough turnaround going from altitude mm-hmm. down to uh Yeah, that, to that's State. probably a New Mexico Ooh. State wager there. Yeah, that's on New Year's Eve. So make sure to add that to your list, folks, while you're out drinking champagne and blowing <laughs> horns or whatever huh? oh yes horns yeah the what do you call the 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 because what do you call those things kazoos noisemakers kazoos because yeah noisemakers <laughs> thank you jim i'll go with that one uh and that's a great time to conclude that section and move on to our fifth section the trash man pick of the week the trash man pick of the week i'm the trash man just throw me in the trash you're garbage and you know it totally unreliable is that it undependable yeah. that's it you've been told off how do you like that good Getting down and dirty with, uh, get ready, drum roll, please. Maryland Eastern Shore at Columbia. I think the Lions have made this section like three Ooh, times now. Yay, um, so exciting. 69-68 is the projected final for Kempom. Not as ugly as some of the other options we've talked about in the past, but it's just such a who cares game. Non-conference, two teams aren't any good. Under, dog, Kai, thoughts? Taking Eastern Shore, probably. I've been against Columbia like every single game. Now, they've been feisty lately, to their credit. Annoyingly feisty. They shouldn't be. They've been shooting a bit above their heads, in my opinion. Uh, Eastern Shore just beat Temple at Temple. I know Temple had a guy out, but that's pretty impressive. We've seen Jason Crafton be way better than he has any right to be the last couple of years for this team. I think they can win this game on the road. Yep. They've had Kevin Voiles back the last five games, uh, last six, actually. Uh, one of their carry, they carried over basically the entire lineup from last year. And now that they're whole again with him, they've been really competitive. Uh, I know they got kind of got blown out by Liberty, but solid effort at George Mason. Okay effort at Duke. I mean, they lost by 27, but it's Duke. I, I get it. And then, yeah, the Temple wind is kind of like the eyebrow raiser of, oh, yeah, that's how good this team can be. Look what they did last year in the non con, giving like yep. St. Joe's and, and all kinds of teams every every bit that they can handle. I think they're actually kind of decent, Matt, and I think they take care of business against Columbia. That will be a bet for me. All right. I might add to my watch list. I don't have any strong takes either way. I have a lot stronger takes on our final section. Meaty section, Mr. McKeon. Spotlight on 
conference title futures. It's basically the last, not last chance, but among the last chances you have to bet some of these at many books, our proud sponsor bet MGM has the top eight power slash high major leagues available. Still we'll run through all of these are best picks from each one as currently stands. Some conferences already with games in hand. So you kind of have to look at where they are currently in the leaderboard. The um, for some conferences, the imbalanced schedule, a la big 10 will play a factor. Um, I also uh, saw Kevin Willard complaining about the uh, big 10 scheduling. So I'm sure we'll, we'll poke fun at him when we get to the big 10, but we start with his prior conference, Kai, the big East UConn at a, Gaudy favorite, minus 150 to win the league. To me, it feels too obvious. They are at 2-0. Xavier's also at 2-0. Providence also at 2-0. Villanova 1-0. Creighton 2-1. I was looking at Creighton at plus 400, 4-1. Any any value there? Or are you too scared of UConn to go against the Huskies? You could make an argument there's value on Creighton and UConn. Or excuse me, Creighton and Xavier. 4-1, 6-1. Both are 2-0 in the league. Uh, but I think it's UConn's conference. I cannot see them losing this league. So I, I will stay away from this. Yeah, especially in a double round robin, true double round robin, I'm I'm tend to lean towards the favorite because I know there's no wonky scheduling that's gonna give an advantage to somebody like Creighton. And I just don't think that the Blue Jays are consistent enough with their young guys uh at this stage to where I would want to bet on like I, I think this is properly priced. UConn is the clear yeah. favorite, like top one or two team in the entire country, and maybe no other top fifteen teams in the league. So it's UConn. I would say UConn one fifty. Like, I mean, I think we took Iona minus 150, same price a few weeks ago. Um, I, I'll be honest. I think the UConn gap to the field is as good at the same gap as the Iona gap to the MAAC field at this point. Um, yeah, I guess you can't I, parlay futures in <laughs> at BetMGM, unfortunately, but I do have UConn in a couple futures parlays at other books. I, I think it is yeah. it, it is a worthy add in there to to get better prices on certain teams. Maybe a little Creighton small dabble as a hedge. That's, I think, the only other team I can see one in this league, just given how awesome they've looked with Mr. Kalkbrenner back in the fold. All right, to the big bad 10 we go. Uh, Purdue is the presumed favorite at Bet MGM right now, minus 105. That's silly. This is, Illinois is this, this is Illinois prices. Caveat, thank you, Kai. This is the no, uh, looking at the Illinois book here. So no Illinois yep. schools, which removes Illinois, Illinois. and Northwestern. Um, who has been quietly really good still um, from that tilt. I still think the Purdue thing is a terrible bet. I'm looking Jim down the leaderboard, like at, Oh, I don't know, like an Iowa or a Michigan or a Wisconsin, like 12 to one, 14 to one, 18. I think this is one where you should take a flyer as my short, uh, my short recommendation. Yeah. I, I know Illinois is not listed here, but they're Oh, and two have already lost a home game to Penn state. They look like a mess, even though I thought they had the softest schedule this year based on who they play twice. Wouldn't touch them. Kai, I think you have the right one circled. I'm going to let you present it. Yeah. Just to, for context, in Arizona, Bet MGM has Illinois at 8-1 to one currently. Okay. Purdue, Purdue is even money. Uh, yeah, Purdue should not be a minus favorite. This league is too good. But the answer is Wisconsin at 12-1. to one. They're already 2-0. and oh. Are you kidding me? 12-1? to one. This, this team has won this league very recently with a team that you could argue wasn't that much better than the current one. Um, yeah, last year they they won it with John last Davis year. last year, but yeah. I mean, they're more balanced. That the style just works for a regular season, right? It does. Like it's consistent. It, it works, and gosh, compared to the other prices right now, they're the they are the fourth shortest odds in Illinois. I I would take a flyer on the Badgers if you're going to take anybody in here. Badgers they only also play Purdue play, once, and it's at you. home. At home, and it's at the end of the year. 
and um yeah, i you, might you just know, add this <laughs> kind of hope you're hoping maybe you catch him without Edie, right like it's kind of like maybe part of this handicap and you have a lot of runway for Edie to maybe i wouldn't Edie's literally never missed a game besides last game he took off his how is he so durable no seven footers is durable it makes no sense to me i don't understand it but he, i guess he, he's doesn't, just he hasn't a played a big minutes load until this year that until this year we'll that's see. what i'm thinking maybe the the taxing big 10 gauntlet i don't know though it's kind of a reach he just kind of stands and he's just kind of off much yeah yeah, Lumbers must be a nice life. Nice player. Nice guy. Um, all right. ACC next up the presumed favorite Virginia plus one seventy, Duke at plus two twenty five, UNC at three to one Miami at six to one. Anything else down the line have any sort of intrigue to you, Jim Virginia tech at 16 to one. I wouldn't go much below that as I look through the uh, options here. No, I, I think one of the top three teams will win this between Virginia, Duke and North Carolina. I don't know if I trust UNC even at a slightly better price. Um, this is another one where I think I'd lean towards the favorite. Duke is too inconsistent in league play. They Even some of their elite, elite teams with Coach K wouldn't win the regular season just because a young team would have some lapses on the road. And I, I think Virginia, like Wisconsin, is just that metronomic style that's consistent every night out. I know they already dropped one on the road to Miami, who is 3-0 and 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 maybe beckoning yep, some yep, people at that yep, plus mm-hmm. 600. But... Uh, I, I think ultimately through the gauntlet, Virginia is going to be the team that comes out. Yeah, Miami six to one is probably the smartest bet. Three zero already. They beat Virginia already. The road think, win is right. at Louisville. At Louisville, yeah. <laughs> Botek sixteen to one is probably the best long shot in my opinion. They're one and one in the league. They have a lot of talent. They are the uh, fourth, third highest team in Kempom. Not right. bad value. Just don't lose yeah. at BC. Uh, yeah, I wonder how different BC. this Come price on. would be. If, I wonder they'd probably be like eleven to one if they had yeah. lost to BC. Woof. Woof. Uh, yeah, of, of no, you guys alluded to it, but just to clarify, Virginia, Duke, North Carolina, Virginia Tech, all at one and one right now, while Miami sits at three and zero. I did kind of look at Florida State at no. eight to one. Stop it. No. Okay, no. I'll move on. They are two one in the league. Just saying, eighty to one won this conference before. Not don't, untalented. Don't be, Baba Miller comes back stubborn. soon. No, 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 no. Okay, all right, and we'll move along to the American Athletic Conference, where it's Houston and the field. Minus five hundred feels high, Kai. I mean, Memphis does intrigue me. I think they're really good at five to one. That's the only team I'd consider outside of Houston here. Yeah, sure, but it's Houston's league. There's no way they're losing this conference. So I, I'm not betting anybody else. Yeah. Yeah, this, this maybe this straddle's gotten a little too wide between the only two teams that have any chance at winning. That'd be Houston and Memphis. But Houston's just awesome. And they're another team like Virginia and Wisconsin that's so consistent night to night with their physicality and they don't need to make threes to win. That's that's the kind of team I think is very worth backing in regular season stuff. So I'm not going to do anything with this either. Yeah, and I think those odds have climbed even from preseason. So yeah, there was like minus three seventy. Minus three, so it's up to minus five. Okay, well there you go. Uh, and no conference games have been played yet in that league, so you're getting a pure bet at this point. To the Big Twelve, next up, best league per Ken Palm as it had as it has been for like the last half decade at this point. Another conference where there's been no games played to date. Favorite is Kansas at plus one ninety, basically two to one. Baylor at plus two twenty five. Texas. The team without a coach, sort of at three to one. Jim, those are the three clear favorites with uh, the Mountaineers at nine to one at four thoughts. Kansas, I think Kansas wins this league. Baylor's not secure enough defensively, and they're they're too reliant on shot making to where they're going to have off nights and lose. Kansas has the best home court in the league. 
they are the best team in the league. Texas without the coach factor is a problem. I mean, maybe you could be intrigued by West Virginia or TCU as longer shots because of yeah, how... TCU 14 to one, maybe. Yeah. The, the version of them with Damian Baugh has been excellent and different than the pre or the early season floundering they had against the Southland. But I think Kansas plus 190 is like a, a good bet here. Kai, I do, as, I do as well. Here? I do as well. Kansas plus 190 is the best bet in this league, in my opinion. I think I would. That's my yeah. This is my least confident conference, so I have no action here. I think you guys probably have the right edge, though. Uh, next up, Mountain West, heading out west. Favorite San Diego State at minus one thirty-five. I am selling all of the Aztec shares. I am looking to pounce on a uh, a dark horse lurking. Is it UNLV Jim at ten to one? Is it New Mexico at ten to one? Both seem pretty high given how awesome they play in the non-conference. Yeah, I think for me, it'd be New Mexico 10 to 1. Um, they've got an awesome home card advantage at the pit. I think that's very helpful. Mm-hmm. And, and they're a lot more consistent because they've got guys in the front court that actually defend and, and rebound. They're not just reliant on the jump shot making of Jalen House and Jamal Mashburn Jr. So I, I think New Mexico is worth a stab there. I have some San Diego State barely plus money from preseason, and I am looking to diversify that because yeah. <laughs> I, I don't I don't feel confident in them right now. Uh, even though they have a great home court too, but the rest of the leagues just look so strong that I kind of mm-hmm. want to balance out the portfolio a little, Kyle. I, 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 Kyle, Kyle how dare you? I, I do agree. New Mexico ten to one is the best bet here. I, the the spread between San Diego State and the rest of the league isn't as large as we thought it would be in the preseason. There's a lot of good teams in this conference. New Mexico's got the best value. Yeah, I was going to basically split my one unit bet in this conference just to a half unit on New Mexico and a half unit on UNLV. I think you uh, you pretty good chance you get a a winner from those two basically looking to short San Diego state, Utah state's also coming back down to earth. They've had some tough losses after looking nearly invincible to start the year. And I'm not a big Boise guy. Um, so that's that cap in a nutshell, staying out West pac 12. I'm surprised to see, maybe I shouldn't be um, Arizona and UCLA with the same odds at plus plus one forty. Now it's probably me disrespecting discounting what UCLA has done recently, I believe Arizona is the better team still, and I am putting inclined to take them or maybe mm-hmm. even Oregon an eight to one. Kai. Well, well, Arizona's one and one, UCLA is two and oh. So that, that's part yeah. of it. Yep. And UCLA has been every bit as impressive as Arizona, in my opinion. So I, I buy the odds here. Um, I'm not taking Oregon. I, I don't believe in them. Arizona State 16 to one is the flyer I would take. They're already two and oh, hmm. and their defense looks legit despite their offense having issues. Uh, I would I would look at them if you're gonna look for a flyer in this league. Yeah. And they, they won at Colorado. At Colorado. Like that's a, yep. getting a, an elevation win is, is pretty yep. impressive. Uh, Matt, I, i surprisingly disagree strongly. I think, I think UCLA <laughs> is the better team than Arizona, like, like fairly oh, convincingly. Wow, okay. Um Hockett and Campbell are two like super reliable shot creators late in the clock. They've got a fantastic defensive coach and Arizona to me right now is more like, this is the souped up system that's impossible for teams who've never seen it before to handle, but losing at elevation, I think kind of shows a little bit of the shortcomings maybe that they have. And a UCLA, man, I just think they're going to be so consistent throughout the league schedule. They're probably a little bitter about not getting the title last year, dropping that to Arizona. So um, I would, I would lean towards UCLA between those two. And I guess long shot Kai's probably got the right price circled there. Maybe Utah, 25 to 1, 2 Yeah, that was my great home court. I don't know. Didn't play it, but at 2 0 with the win against Arizona in the bag, 25 yep. to 1 is kind of huge there, right? And the UCLA game, 
they play uh, UCLA has to go to Utah late in the year, but then I think uh, Utah goes to UCLA January 12th. So yeah, yeah Utah's next three are at Cal at Stanford versus Oregon state. Mm-hmm. Like they could very easily be five and oh, five and oh sitting good you, here. Yep. You could argue you should probably take Utah now if you want Utah's yes. future, yep. because they Great probably point. will win these next three games and be a better, or excuse me, shorter price. Yep. I buy that completely. Um, and yeah, the other Pac-12 teams like Oregon, I was really hopeful for. I, you know, selling that Washington State's clearly not what we thought they were either. So a lot of teams you're not really a fan of in this conference. So kind of stick to like those top three favorites is probably the way to go. Uh, final league, the SEC. Tennessee, two to one favorite at Bet MGM. Alabama, three to one. Kentucky, poorly priced, in my opinion, at 3.5 to one. Yeah, not. Uh, how about Mississippi State, the fighting Chris Jans at 20 to one? Hmm. Hmm. No, maybe. How about how about Mizzou sixty six to one? That's too big. I kind Mizzou, of agree. Mizzou. Uh, more quality wins than Mississippi State. Uh, Mississippi State has a worse loss than Mizzou, and Mizzou has a better non con strength of schedule than Mississippi State. Every single net factor you want, Mizzou is superior to Mississippi State right now. Yeah, I don't understand why Mizzou's behind Texas A&M, LSU, and Florida in terms yep. of price. I, I just don't I think agree. any of those three have proven anywhere near as much as what Mizzou has done so far with a couple road wins they picked up or, or semi road at UCF and then the Illinois on a neutral. Um, that said, I, I would probably say Arkansas is the best value at four. Uh, I think those top four teams are all so close to even that getting the the best yeah. price on them is probably smart. Uh, I wouldn't touch Auburn, Mississippi state. The offense isn't good enough. I don't think, uh, but I, I think Tennessee, Alabama, Arkansas, especially I have questions about Kentucky, but I think those three are all so close together. I just don't know about Nick Smith Jr. That's the one thing that worries me. So right. I probably will not bet this league. I, I yeah, if you're gonna yeah, take I, I, Mizzou, I, I, if you're gonna take Mizzou, I think you have to dabble like one of the favorites. Just I mean, as again, try to attack each conference is like a little mini yeah. portfolio. But you it depends where you're. It I depends who you're looking for. I know I'm not confident in my ability to pick Tennessee, Bama, Kentucky, or Arkansas. So if I'm gonna bet anything yeah, in this league, I might as well take shoot. a flyer, really short or really small money. Yeah, a lot of crapshoots here. Uh, that concludes. Our spotlight on let's quickly recap what our official plays are um, or maybe some dependencies within those. Jim, I'll, or I'll go to Kai first. Kai, run through yours. I only have two plays. Yeah, Kansas plus 190 is a good bet, I think, in the Big 12. Wisconsin at 12 to 1 is a fantastic value bet and just yep. a solid bet in general. And then longer shots, if you're into that sort of thing, Botech at 16 to 1 in the ACC, Arizona State at 16 to 1, New Mexico at 10 to 1 in the Mountain West, and then Mizzou, 66 to 1. Throw a fiver on there and skip lunch. I don't know. That, that's, that's my portfolio. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty similar to Kai with the Kansas plus 190, New Mexico 10 to 1. I think I've been talked into Wisconsin just because of how consistent they are. And then I kind of like that Utah 25 to 1. Just I'm going to mix that in. I have a, a UCLA preseason wager. I'll get I'll get a little Utah in there just because we love them. They're well coached and they've got that that elevation advantage. I'll add Utah small. I have Wisconsin at 12 to one as well. I also, I have Maryland in the bag at 30 to one. Um, I would recommend them at 12 to one, maybe a little too cheap. I still think they're going to be right there when it's all said and done. Um, just kind of hit a little bit of a lull at a tough part of the schedule. Uh, we talked about the New Mexico UNLV double dabble in the mountain West. That's a little two for play for me. And uh, yeah, and I'll join Jim on the Utah 25 to one. I think that sounds like a pretty good value. Mr. Craig Yay, Smith and the Utes. In Salt Lake City. And that concludes the big bets on campus. 
Center by Action Network. The Weave is out. Thank you, BetMGM. Thank you all those for tuning in. We will be back same time next week. Take care. Action Network reminds you, please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you care about has a gambling problem, help is available 24-7 at 1-800-GAMBLER.